The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Soulful Living on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Terry Williams. I welcome you to another 30 Minutes of Soulful Living here at Empower Radio. Uh, over the course of the last few weeks, I've had a couple books drop in my lap that really stopped me on a dime. And um, my guest today, Jane Asher, author of the book, The Next Room, was one of those books. And as we dive into the show, you'll hear why it stopped me on a dime. It took me quite a couple weeks here to, I couldn't even finish it because I'm constantly reading something that resonates with me about my own experiences with uh, the deaths of family members and other members, uh, friends, that kind of thing. Anyway, rather than try to give you the condensed version of Jane's book, The Next Room, Jane, you're up. You get to give that version of the next room. Well, Terry, first, thank you for having me on the show. I so appreciate it. And, you know, it, it kind of makes me laugh that you said it stopped you on a dime. Because, I, yes. yeah, because shortly after my mother transitioned, which was exactly 11 years ago on September 31st, um, I started finding dimes, like just tons of them everywhere and in bizarre places. And I was always a kid that would stop and pick up a penny in the middle of the street. So I started finding dimes and I'm like, what is going on? And, you know, in the dryer, one dime, in the washing machine, at Target, church parking lot, um, on the seat of my car, always alone, always one dime. And I don't really think anything of it or, you know, associate it with my mom until I had um, a conversation with a psychic medium I was working on a radio station here in San Diego doing a night show and leading up to Halloween, the boss was like, hey, we'll have this person on. She'll deliver messages to loved ones that have crossed over. And I was like, that sounds fun. So I wanted to talk to her about my mom, but I knew she was there to do a job. And so um, at the end of the evening, her name was Marissa Ryan. She's in Los Angeles. Really amazing. Um, she said, Jane, I don't know the significance, but 
your mother is leaving you dimes. I don't know why. I don't know what it means. But just know every time you find one that they're from your mom. So I came home. I tell my husband, Tom. Tom's like, you got to gather them. You know, you got to, you know, get them together. Yeah. Cute little velvet bag. And I started saving them. And pretty soon, anyone that I told that my mother was sending me doms, they started finding them. So friends would send me a picture and go, hi, mom, and hold up a dime, you know. And so it's been, you know, that was kind of like the first type of communication that I had with her that I knew indeed it was her. Mm -hmm. And then it just, I mean, I have so many, Terry, that they're in this little basket that I got in Borneo when I was traveling. I mean, just there's hundreds and from different countries, too. It's crazy. Every time I travel, I she kind of goes with me. So isn't it isn't it um, I'll probably get emotional. Isn't it reassuring and comforting to know that that connection never ends? And I love that you call it the next room. Like I have, I have always said, they're not gone. They're just somewhere right. else. And then when I heard right. the next room, I'm like, oh my God, that just makes so much sense. Yeah, it is very comforting. I mean, I always like, I guess I always, well, I was raised super Christian and, and, you know, heaven, hell, all that kind of stuff. And then as I explored the left coast, I met very intriguing, interesting people and my knowledge and my understanding um, and my truth expanded. And so um, it's just a really, it's just so comforting. And to know that they're always with us. I mean, they're, they're here. I'm in a room filled with all of them because I asked all of them to join me today and help me with my communication skills and also to get the messages out that they wish to have delivered. Mm -hmm. And that's really what's happening right now is that you know, you're never shamed. You're not punished. You are completely going to return to this unfathomable love that is so big and so grand that there's no way that the human can even describe it. Our words don't do what's next justice. So, you know, just get your groove on, love your life now, have the most fun you can possibly have, be a good person. And then when you do, when you're done with this earthly shell, you're just going back. You're going back to this amazing where you just plug back in and feel it more than see it. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like this great. So that's super comforting. And and it's, uh, I just love that it's coming from my mom. You know, yeah. all of this, it started well, my dad got the party started, but um, she is bringing it home. So it's great. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Um, so my mom died a year ago. And um, two things. I kept telling her, Mom, it's going to be so beautiful. It's going to mm. be so beautiful. You're, everybody you loved that is not here on earth, they're going to be there with you. And she would say, I don't know about that because I was raised Catholic and sure. there's a lot of stuff around all of that. And she would, I kept telling her till the end of the last day, I would say it's going to be beautiful. And a week after she died, I had a guest on that was a psychic. And that morning I was having a conversation with my mom, kind of validating some things. And when I had the guest on, I said, listen. This show is not about me. Just want to let you know my mom died 
a year ago in case it comes up, but I don't want it to be about me. So any messages we'll share before or after. This is about you. And uh, she said, okay, but I just want to tell you one thing. Your mom is here and she wants you to know (laughs) you were right. And I'm like, yay mom. That's great. This in your book, like there was one piece in particular when you asked about, you know, what's it like? And she basically said, it's like what you're seeing is like a box, uh, a, mm-hmm. a peephole in a box. And she went on to expand it. And I thought it was so beautiful that she just shows you this whole experience of what it's like. Yeah, I love that analogy. And um, my friend Steve Burroughs is the artist that drew some of the pictures that are in the book because I I just love visuals too. And when she was talking about that, um, she just described it as like, we each have our life experience that we are experiencing right now, our here and now. And we're looking in this little shoebox, this little hole, and we see everything that we experience. Oh, there's, you know, my dog and there's my family and, and there's my travels and everything. And then when we pull away, which is death from the box, that's when we go, oh, wow. Oh, wow. You know, I mean, it's just so much grander and, and, you know, light families and soul energies from beyond that we can't even conceptualize now because we're so human. And that's what she kept saying. Stop being so human, you know, yeah. Um, just to snap me out of it because I get in my head a lot. And she's like, just stay here, you know, stay in your heart. Mm-hmm. Don't don't let your head get in the way, you know, because your head will stop you from the grander purpose, you know, mm-hmm. of why we're here. And And now that I've stepped into this and stepped out and have accepted this, it it took a lot because I was your basic rock and roll DJ, right? And everyone I've ever worked with, it's like, oh, Jane Asher, you know, on stage, behind the scenes, rock bands, um, you know, the DJ, the DJ on the air that you listen to. And this is um, now that I stepped into and out of my metaphysical spiritual closet, so to speak, um, there's no going back. You know, this is this is who I was born to be. And I just turned 60, which is a crack up. It's like, wow, it kind of took me a while to get here. But um, I guess there is no getting here. You just keep expanding as long as we're going to open up and accept and try to talk to people that uh, expand your boundaries. You know, it's really the best and I think she says something you in that same conversation where she says something like learning expansion, learning expansion, so that you mm-hmm. used that word expansion. Yes. Thanks again, mom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She kept saying, I think the one thing I, my big takeaway and I need to put it on a T-shirt is expand without fear, yeah. Um, yeah. because I had all this trepidation about, oh, what are people going to think? Or, or you know, especially my little hometown, like, oh, you know, there's 25 churches in this town of 500 people, you yeah. know, in Deckerville, oh, yeah, Michigan. Yeah, Deckerville. Yeah, I love Deckerville. I mean, it's I, I'm telling you the support that I'm getting from my book from my hometown right now, off the charts. Mm. You would think that my San Diego, Santa Barbara woo-woo friends would be all about it. And, and some are, but Deckerville is like right there. 
you know, there's a display in the library. I've got friends sending me checks with little extra tips on there so I can go have a cocktail. And it's just cracking me up. So God bless Deckerville because um, they are loving it. And I'm getting this response from people in my hometown that are saying, oh, my God, I've been thinking about these things. But your sister's articulating them because everybody's like sending my other sister's messages. And then each morning I wake up and I get another text from Gail saying, I just have to share this with you. This friend of mine read your book, flipped out, you know, just wants to tell you what it meant to her. Hmm. So um, it's resonating and it's super exciting. Yeah, that's such a beautiful validation. And I I know in the early part of the book, you talked about a neighbor, a friend of your mom's, where you saw this blue light oh, yeah. radiating out. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, her name is Ruthie. She's my mother's best friend. Yeah. Um, she and Bob, her husband, lived right around the corner from my folks up in northern Michigan, up in Gaylord. And so um, they have a gator, which is kind of like a little golf cart, fancy golf cart. And they just pop in for cocktails. And they were always at the house. So shortly after my mother passed, um, I had not seen my dad for a while. And so I flew home, picked up my oldest sister, Lynn. We head up north and Lynn's like, let's have Bob and Ruth over for a cocktail. So, of course, they come over. It's just my dad, my older sister, Lynn and Bob and Ruth. Um, And they got there. And so we situated Bob in the living room with my dad and my sister and and they were chatting away. So I'm alone with Ruthie in the kitchen and there's a like a a medium or a, I guess like, what do you call it? A counter big in the middle of the thing, like a workspace. And so Ruthie and I were just like talking and having this great connect. And we leaned forward and we were holding hands and we were looking at one another, <clears throat> excuse me. And I was telling her how much my mother loved her. And I was thanking her for being there for me. And right as I was telling her how much my mother loved her and we're really close, like five inches apart, Out of her eyes came like this blue vibrating light. It was like, and it was just coming straight through. And of course, she has no idea. I'm holding her hands and I'm like, okay, this is the coolest metaphysical thing I have ever seen. Had absolutely no fear. I knew it was my mother. Ruthie's eyes are hazel. My mother's eyes were the color of a Michigan clear blue sky on a summer day. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to say anything because I'll freak her out. But then finally I said, Ruthie, you don't have blue eyes. And she dropped my hands. She spun around. She's like, Jane, you're freaking me out. (laughs) And she's like, that's your mom. And I said, I know. So my mother, for me, that was like, other than the dimes and other than the vivid visitations I had with her in dreams, It was my mother letting me know she could indeed see me. She just needed to use her best friend's eyes to deliver the message. And nothing like that has ever happened since. I mean, I I would welcome it. I wait for it. I'm like, oh, I wonder if she's going to do that again. Uh, It was a a one-off. And I'm telling you, I had to tell all my siblings. And I thought, oh, they're going to think I've lost my mind. Mm -hmm. But fortunately, they didn't. You know, yeah. I'm the baby of the family and they've kind of gotten used to my 
peculiarities and my unique side, I guess. So yeah, they, I, I have to say that was the other connection. I'm the baby. I'm the youngest ah. of six and they think I'm crazy. You know, one day when we're not wow. on the air, we'll share. Well, yes. I'm going to be 60. So wow. there just so many, I'm reading this and I'm going, oh my gosh, is she like that's tuned in? That's a lot of symmetry. I mean, I'm the baby yeah. of six. You lost your, did you lose your mom first or your dad? My dad first. Your dad first. So a little opposite, opposite, but it sounds like your dad crossed right around when my mother did. Uh, and then you had your. He's yeah. been gone for 25 years. And, oh, wow. Okay. And he came to me instantly. Wow. Instantly. Um, mm. There's this whole story around that, but that's, that's a, this is about you. I love not that. Me, but I, love but that. I just loved the similarities. And again, that was why it, it's taken me a while to get through it and to, cause I really want to like, I really want to experience it through your eyes and what your res what you resonated with during all of this, especially when the messages started to come through again, listeners, yeah. this is a conversation with Jane Asher about her book, the next room. And Jane is also a Sister Empower podcast host, and she, she does a lot of other things. So you'll want to make sure that you visit her website and look at what she's got going on and get the book and listen to some of her talks. You've got an amazing blog. Um, but there were a couple other things that came up during the book, like Lynn, your mm -hmm. sister, who's mm -hmm. in the next room. Right. Really being part of your inspiration. Man, huge. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. From, I always thought when I was, I don't know, I've been writing my whole life. And so I always had this fantasy that I would write a book. And, um, but I didn't really know how to write a book. I'm a, I'm a radio girl, you know, I'm a DJ. And so, um, but it was always there. It was always lurking. And um, so after my mother you know, crossed. And, and then I was kind of playing with this idea about writing a book where you didn't know that she was in the next room. Yeah. Um, but it, it felt a little too contrived and kind of precious and sort of um, what's that movie? I see dead people that that. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I was playing I was playing around with that. And, and that would not have been my truth. That would have been a fictional piece loosely based on. So that was kind of where the book was headed after my mother left 11 years ago. And then flash forward six years later, my big sister, Lynn, uh, sadly um, got just a nasty case of cancer and was not able to uh, put it in its place. And she crossed and it was just, I was devastated. I'm like, oh my gosh, my, my second mother, you know, she's 12 years older than me. We just were super tight. So I go back to have, um, to her funeral and, uh, it was super sad. And my dad is still alive. So here's this now dad, Monty, he would have been shoot. He was in his late eighties when Lynn crossed. Um, yeah. Cause he died like two years later. So here I'm, I'm, he's devastated. I'm trying to be there for him and absorb some of his pain. I get on the plane to fly home and I'm just like so despondent and so sad. Yeah. And so I started having a conversation with my sister on the airplane. And I said, Lynn, how do I ask mom 
to co-author this book? How do I do this? Because I, I don't, I had discarded the, the other way of writing the book. And I'm telling you, she just busted through my thoughts and I could hear her. And she said, ask Pam, ask Pam to communicate with mom. Well, Pam Osley is a dear friend of mine and a really well-known psychic medium out of Santa Barbara. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so wild. So I write a, I started writing a letter to her, but I didn't have any paper. The only paper I had was my Delta boarding pass. It was back when you used to print those up. So I just started writing to Lynn, like dear Lynn, asking her how I was going to do this. And that's when the epiphany came. And the minute the plane landed, I picked up the phone. I called Pam Osley. I'm like, Pam, 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 Pam. You know, I want you to ask mom if she'll write this book with me. And so I had a session. I'm in the backyard here. And oh, so great. I go to ask Pam and Pam goes, Jane, just stop. She's here. She's been waiting patiently for Aww. you. You weren't ready. And and she's like, anytime you're ready, let's go, let's go, let's go. My mom was like, come on. What are you, you're, you're, you're dragging your feet. Let's go. Let's get this message out. Yeah. So that's what Lynn really was the catalyst for me getting busy and making that happen. Yeah. Beautiful. So, yeah. I want so to send you beautiful. a copy of this too. So, uh, well, I, you know, it's <clears> been amazing <throat> reading it on my iPad. I haven't really done a lot of that, but it's really been amazing because I can, I, some nights I lay in bed, my husband's sound asleep and I'm just in it and I've got my Kleenex and then I stop and I connect <laughs> above, you know, so anybody that's listening, if you have loved ones in the next room, don't be afraid. Don't let your humanness yeah. get in the way. There you, you go. Know, as you were talking about that, um, I could, like, I could hear your mom saying, stop being so human, you know, mm -hmm. forget the doubts, forget the comparisons forget all of that and just write because people so need to hear this yeah. and you i i'm gonna say you four okay you your mom lynn and pam five because your dad too he mm -hmm. had some oh yeah insight you know you present it in a way that anybody anybody can relate to hmm. thank you, you. Know? yeah you're That's welcome so nice that's really nice. That's really good to hear. I'm, uh, it's just a labor of love, you know, and it, and I'm, I'm so pleased with how it feels like it's, it's something that I go to and I pick up and I know, I don't know if that sounds weird, but I love reading it because every yeah. time I'm, I read it, I'm hearing from my mother because I literally half of it, the last latter part of it, part four, because it's in, four parts um it wasn't me i mean i was asking the questions but I, you know i read it now and i'm like oh my gosh mom that's really good you know yeah. and it it uh, it is 100 my mother mm -hmm. and uh i know that without a shadow of a doubt it's just because i don't have that kind of high elevated consciousness i'm just yeah. a girl you know i mean i don't know from where it you know, came from. I mean, it came from her. It's just great. Yeah, it's just it, a wonderful gift. It, it's beautiful. And as I was reading it, um, honestly, I was reminded of like the Seths and the Abrahams and, mm. and all of that, those channelers that have 
Seth, I think he's been around for since the Ever. 60s. Yeah, I'm yes. not sure. A long time. Um, but I was reminded of that in some of the comments that she made, that you two made together. And yet the explanations, like the box, you know, like the people, it just, it was explained in a way that I think people can comprehend and understand because we are limited in our ability to understand all of that. Like you said, you know, we're in our own little box. We're in our little own part of Santa Monica or Deckerville or Pleasant Ridge, Michigan or whatever. <laughs> so to think beyond all of that, it's like yeah. the concept of the matrix and you two, you five, you five really pulled it together in a beautiful way. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. You're so welcome. Um, so we've only got about a, a few minutes left. And a okay. um, couple of things that I wanted to ask, like the average person that wanted to connect in, do you have any suggestions? Do you and your tribe have any suggestions for like our producer Kojo, if he wanted to connect in? Absolutely. And it's so simplistic that it's, um, I mean, it, just ask. I'm telling you, just ask. Get quiet. Um, for me, like you can't see the studio, but this is the next room in the next room. It's in our garage. I have a candle lit. I have every picture of anyone that I've ever loved that has crossed over from Dick Kernan, mom, dad, Lynn, Budgie, um, my Aunt Teresa, my father-in-law, we're all here. I come in, I light a candle, I put my hands up, and I ask. Mm. I ask for uh, source and for anyone that has a great communication to come through me and to help me deliver messages. Mm. And so just ask for it. And, and sometimes what's interesting, <clears throat> it's not always who you think it is. Yeah. If it is, you know, you can ask for it, but if that soul... Uh, is if it's not their forte, they'll step back and let someone else come in to help you with yeah. whatever it is. So uh, it comes from the collective. You know, there are legions, legions of souls that are here to help us move forward, mm. um, which is really comforting. I love that. Before I come into this, to my office, my meditation room, I lit all the candles and today Good. I lit an ancestor candle and I said, oh, nice, let's nice. just invite in the healthy, well, and wise ancestors mm. so that whatever message is going to be the most powerful is delivered today. So I absolutely love that we are on that same wavelength of, you know, helping people yeah. connect because it's all about love. And that was the other yeah. thing that your mom talked about. It's just unconditional love beyond what we as humans can possibly imagine. Yes, absolutely. Terry, you're like a twin soul sister to me. I'm it's kind of blown away. I'm like, so crazy. It's really you need to crazy. come on my show the next room and I'm going to get you a copy of my book. And because I don't like reading on an iPad or a, because I'm on a computer all the time. So yeah, I, yeah. I like, I like holding it. I like, because then you can, you know, holding down the pages, pages and highlight yes. and yes. say, oh my God, I want to talk yeah. about this. Well, yeah. and it's been so short, right? Like, yeah. 
it's such a short time to be able to really delve in. But I think we got some really good, juicy stuff, you know. Yeah, uh, one I of the other things. It. Well, one of the other things that I always say is it's in spirit's hands. We're not going to go through this whole, you know, litany of questions. We're just going to let spirit guide us and and today our ancestors helping us. Yes. Healthy, well, and wise ancestors. Um, okay, so we are definitely down to the wire. We have only got about a minute left. And I love for my guests to leave the listeners with something they can take out into the day to empower their lives or elevate their soul in some way. What would that be for you, Jane? Really, I, I think I have to just say what my mother would say to you, and that is expand without fear, whatever it is. If you're meant to paint, if you're meant to learn to play guitar, if you're supposed to take a sabbatical and travel to Africa, if you're supposed to write a book, just do it. Just expand without fear. Get rid of any of that that silly stuff that holds us back from our greater, grander purpose while we're here in this physical sense. Mm, I love that. Okay, listeners, this was a conversation with Jane Asher regarding her work, the book, The Next Room. Hey, for the video, for the people watching this on video, can you hold that up again for me? Oh, sure. There you That'd go. That'd be beautiful. The Next Room with Jane Asher. What an amazing cover as well. So, uh, thank Jane, you. Thank you. Here's a virtual Thanks. hug. Yay. Thank you thank so you, much Terry. for being here. And listeners, janeasher.com. Check it out. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, and wherever you get your podcasts.